Hello, my name is Denise Renner, and I want to welcome you to my program. And I want to say, if you have any prayer needs, please let us know about them, because the Bible says that where two or more agree together, it shall be done by our Father which is in heaven. There's so much power in agreement in prayer. I've seen God do miracles when believers come together and they agree and God moves. That's because God is always faithful to his word. So please call us. We want to know about your prayer request and we want to pray with you. If God is touching your life in any way through these programs, maybe you're receiving a miracle in your body or, or a healing in your body or deliverance in your mind or encouragement, please let us know because we want to rejoice with you. And honestly, when we hear what God is doing in your life, it encourages us. Well, today I want to talk to you from Luke chapter 7. And this uh, passage of scripture is so important that we get this in our heart as deep as we can get it in our heart, especially for these last days. Because in these few minutes, I'm going to be talking to you about how God can move through impossible situations and even impossible relationships. So, we start in Luke chapter 7, and it's verse 2, and it says, And a certain centurion's servant, who was dear to him, was sick and ready to die. Now, a centurion was a very high-ranking soldier, and he had 100 men under him. He had a lot of authority, and it was given to him by the Roman government to have this big position. Now, no one gets that position and that kind of th authority by accident. He trained, he worked, maybe he even, would, it was maybe even political that he get that position, but he did get it, and he had this great power and authority over a hundred men. But when sickness and almost death came to his dear servant, he had no power. His authority, it, do, it didn't do him any, any good. He had no power to change the sickness or to stop death. You know, there's how many, how many rock stars or movie stars or millionaires or billionaires or rulers of countries or rulers who have great power and authority and can do nothing when sickness comes or death comes. There's only one in this story that we're going to read out of Luke chapter 7 that has power over sickness and over death, and that is Jesus. And I love to talk about him. I love to talk about his power. He is the answer for sickness. He is the answer to stop sickness. And so this is what happened. Now look at the next verse. So when he heard, the satyrian, 
centurion, when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. Now, first thing that happened was the centurion, he heard about Jesus. Now, we do not know what he heard about Jesus. We can guess what he heard about Jesus. We can guess that he heard about Jesus doing miracles. We can guess that he heard about Jesus healing people because that's what he wants Jesus to do for his servant. And so it says that he heard. And when he heard, he took action. And the Bible says, the Bible says he heard and he sent elders of the Jews to him pleading with him, meaning Jesus, to come and heal his servants. So the first thing that we see is that the centurion, he wants Jesus to come and heal his servant. And, and so then it says that, and when they came to Jesus, meaning uh, these elders, these Jews, when they came to Jesus, now there was so much division between Jesus and these elders. And also there was so much di division. Uh, Romans despised Jews. Jews despised Romans. Uh, elders, Jewish elders despised Jesus. But something amazing happened because this centurion heard. And when he heard, he heard that there was hope. If this Jesus, who I don't know, can heal somebody else or do a miracle for somebody else, then if he can do that for them, then maybe he would come to my house and he would heal my servant. You know, the woman in, it's in Mark chapter 6, verse 27, the woman that we call the woman with the issue of blood who had been uh, bleeding for um, 12 years nonstop. We cannot even imagine how terrible that is. But the Bible says in verse 27 of Mark chapter 6 that she heard. What did she hear? She heard that Jesus did miracles. She heard, maybe she heard that blind eyes were open. Maybe she heard that somebody who couldn't walk was walking. The Bible doesn't say what she heard, but the Bible says she heard about Jesus. And it's the same power we see here that this centurion, the first step for his miracle was that he heard about Jesus. And when he heard, he didn't just hear and dismiss it when the problem came, when the sickness came, when a threat of death came to his servant. He said, I heard and I'm going to act. And I'm telling you, friend, in these last days, we're going to have to hear we're going to have to have understanding that Jesus is the healer and then go to him. What is the difference? There's no difference 
because the power of the Holy Spirit is here. He's just like Jesus. He's in us. He's with us. He's on us for power. We have access to healing. We have access to miracles. And when we hear and we hear and we hear and we hear about Jesus doing miracles and Jesus healing, just like what happened for that centurion, I, that centurion's faith began to rise. Just like that centurion for us. When we hear and we hear and we hear, the Bible says it's by hearing the word that faith comes. And I'm, te I'm telling you, friend, it's important in these last days what you are listening to. Don't listen to all this fear here and fear there and fear here and somebody else saying, well, I've never received healing or, well, I believed and I didn't receive anything. It's not about their faith. It's about your faith. You see that centurion? It wasn't about somebody else's faith. It was about his faith. The woman who had been uh, bleeding for 12 years, suffering, suffering socially, having nobody can touch her because they'll be unclean. It wasn't about all those other people's faith. It was about her faith. If you need something from God right now, I'm telling you, it's not about somebody else's faith and they didn't get what they wanted. It's about your faith. It's about my faith. What do I believe? What do you believe that Jesus can do for you? What do I believe that he can do for me in my life, in my family, in my situation? Well, the centurion was faced with those questions. The Bible says he heard, and then he asked Jesus to come. Well, that's in verse 3. Well, look at verse 4. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this was deserving. Oh, let me finish uh, verse 3. So when he heard, talking about the centurion, about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, to Jesus, pleading with Jesus to come and heal his servant. So we see that the centurion has sent elders of the Jews, uh, Romans hate Jews, Jews hate Romans, to Jesus, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, so now these elders who actually hate Jesus, they come to Jesus and they start begging him earnestly saying that the one for whom he should do this was deserving. So now these Jews, elders who hate Jesus are telling Jesus that, uh, this centurion is deserving of this. And verse 5, for he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. Now look at verse 6. Then Jesus went with them, and when he was already not far from the house, something happened. He's almost there. Something happened. The centurion sent friends to Jesus 
saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Now, this is the same centurion that wanted Jesus to come to his house. But something has happened that this centurion, he's thinking, I'm not worthy. Uh, I'm not worthy for this man, this man that I've heard so much about. I'm, I'm not worthy for him to come in my house. And look at the next verse, verse 7. Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you. So this centurion has sent message to Jesus to say, stop, don't come any further. I'm not worthy for you to come into my house. In fact, I'm not even worthy to come to you myself. But say the word and my servant will be healed. So, friends, this isn't like, I'm so unworthy, I'm a worm, uh, you probably can't do anything for me, uh, I'm so worthy, I'm not deserving, uh, I'll just keep my sickness because I'm so bad. This isn't, this isn't this man's heart. This man's heart is such reverence for the Lord Jesus Christ. He doesn't know him, possibly never seen him, because it just says that he heard about him, and, and he has so much reverence. Jesus is getting close to his house. Now, we don't know. Maybe, we don't even know. Maybe this centurion was feeling the power of God as Jesus got closer to his house. And maybe he just said, I don't deserve this power. I don't deserve this. I, I don't deserve this. I, I, I am not worthy. Do not come into my house. I, I, I'm not even worthy to come to you myself. But I so want my servant healed. And I so believe. You, you don't have to come. I don't have to see you. But just say the word. <laughs> just say the word. Bible doesn't tell us. Bible doesn't tell us what the word was. It just says, he just said, say the word. Such faith, such a demonstration of faith. And I want to point out to you that Jesus is not hindered by Romans who despise Jews, Jews who despise Romans, elders who despise and hate Jesus. Jesus' power, his plan was not hindered by any of that division between those two, two people groups and between those elders and Jesus. Jesus was not hindered. And I want to say to you, maybe there's some relationships in your life 
and you have nothing to do with it, but you love them and you want them to get along. She wants them to love each other. They should love each other. They should forgive each other. There should be reconciliation. And you're thinking, God, I don't know what you can do in this situation. Friend, I am telling you, he can do anything. Look what he did in this situation. There is so much despising and hating going on in these relationships. I'll go over it with you again. The Jewish elders hate Jesus. The Jews hate Romans. The Romans hate Jews. But there is a miracle that needs to be done. And it doesn't stop Jesus. I think that is so awesome. Like I said, maybe you are. Maybe you are even in a situation, a relationship. You do not know what to do about that relationship. Maybe it's a husband and wife. Maybe, maybe it's you and your child. Or maybe it's you and your boss. Or you and your employee. And you're, you're, you're this is awful. I don't know what to do. I, I, I don't know that God can move. It's not true. God can move. God can bring his power. God can bring his answers. Would it be better if everybody loved each other and forgave each other? Yes. But does that stop the power of God? No. And we see it in this story. Oh, this is so powerful. So this, so what happens is, and you know what happens. We don't know what, we don't know the word that Jesus said. The Bible doesn't say. The Bible does not say what he said. In verse, um, in verse 8, this man explains about authority. He says, for I also am a man placed under authority. Having soldiers under me, I say to one, go. And he goes. And to the other, come. And he comes. And to my servant, do this. And he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled. He saw the faith of this man and turned around and said to the crowd that followed him, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And those who were sent, these friends that came to Jesus, returned to the house and they found the servant well who had been sick. We don't know what word Jesus said. We just know that Jesus said the word and the servant was healed. And that this kind of faith touched the heart of Jesus because it says he marveled. He was amazed about the centurion's faith. I want to say to you again, there's no situation that Jesus can't handle. There's no uh, relationship problems that his name is not above that or his power is not above it to come in and move in situations and solve those things, solve problems that you and I have no power over. But he does. He's so powerful. And now... What are we going to do? What kind of faith, friend, are we going to exercise?
it says in John chapter 20, verse 29, that um, Jesus was already risen from the dead. He was appearing to the disciples. Uh, Thomas said, I, I can't believe unless I, unless I touch him. And Thomas put his hand in the wounds in Jesus' hands and in the wound in Jesus' side. And then Thomas said, I believe. And Jesus said, it's good that you believe, Thomas, but blessed are those who don't see and do believe. You see and believe, but blessed are those who don't see but believe. And friend, that's you. That's you. You and I, we don't see. We don't see the Holy Spirit. We see things he does, but we don't see him. But we believe. And our faith is precious to God. The Bible says it's more precious than gold or silver. It is precious to God. Your faith in him to do the most powerful thing, to, to heal, to deliver, to solve conflict, your faith is so precious to him. Because he said you are blessed. Because you don't see and you believe. It says, oh, I have to read you this because it's one of my favorite verses. It's in Hebrews chapter 27. And it's about Moses. And it's about his faith. And it says, Moses forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. You and I, we don't see the Lord, but we believe. We endure as seeing him from the eye of our faith, from the eye of our heart, the Holy Ghost inside of us revealing to us who he is. We endure and we believe and we receive. I believe, friend, this word is so important because the Bible says in the last days that there's going to be more conflict, not less conflict, more conflict. This person suing that person, that person suing this person, the, uh, this person, so, so much wrong going on. I don't have to tell you. But we have the power of God and we have his word to show us that he has power in any situation. And even for this centurion, this centurion never looked into the loving eyes of Jesus. The servant never felt his loving touch. But Jesus just spoke the word. And friend, that's what you and I have, is we have the word of God. It is his word. When we're faced with things, instead of saying, oh, this is really bad. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. No. Oh, God, this is an opportunity for your power to work here. 
I am looking to you, God. I am your child. I am trusting you, God. I know that you are able to do a miracle. I know that you do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or think. You know, I heard a quote from an amazing missionary. And they said, God doesn't have any problems. He only has plans. And don't panic. That's your God. He's saying in your situation, I don't have a problem. Your, your situation is not a problem for me. I have a plan for you. That plan is inside of the will of God. It's inside the word of God. It's inside of your very own spirit. And we can be quiet and we can listen and we can hear the very plans and the very purposes of God. God's not trying to keep his answers away from us, but he wants to draw close to us and bring us into his answers. You see, when Jesus heard, I love this, when Jesus heard about that sick servant and the centurion, he didn't say, I'm not going to that centurion's house. He's a Roman. He doesn't deserve my power. God, Jesus said, uh, I'm going and I'm going to go healing. It's, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's his attitude right now to you to touch your situation or to heal your body. And right now in the name of Jesus, Father God, I release your healing power to those that are listening. God's touching somebody's arm right now. You're going to be able to move your arm. You haven't been able to move it and God is touching your arm right now. Just move that arm. The power of God is on you. Oh, we're out of time. I love you. Let us hear from you, and I'll see you next time. Women are powerful and very influential, but what kind of power and influence they have depends on what has happened inside their hearts. The Bible tells us of women like Jezebel, a woman who had no touch of God in her heart and used her influence to destroy her husband, her sons, and her nation. But the Bible also gives examples of women who were supportive, godly, helpful, and delivering. In this amazing 10-part series, 10 Powerful Women with Rick and Denise Renner, you will learn about an unnamed woman who changed history, a woman God radically changed, a woman who saved her nation, a woman who was delivered of demons by Jesus, a woman who gave her living room to Jesus, a woman preacher in the New Testament. Whether you are a man or a woman, this powerful series will help you embrace who God wants you to be and is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we are also offering you the book, All the Women of the Bible. The world needs men and women to embrace their God-given destiny and to make a difference in the lives of those around them. This book is filled with examples of 400 named and unnamed women of the Bible, and it is amazing. We know it will be a blessing to you. This insightful book by Herbert Lockyer can be yours for just $19. Don't miss this special offer, this series, 10 Powerful Women, and the book, All the Women of the Bible. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. 